Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast and, well, this is what it's like being a Rotherham fan. Um, <laughs> couple of, a couple of games of positivity and then a gut kick in the 90th minute in a game you should have won. Happy, happy days. We will cover that 90 minutes. Uh, but the games thankfully come thick and fast. We've got another one on Saturday, Coventry away, at, Coventry at home, sorry, uh, on Saturday afternoon where we'll be hoping to get back on the horse. Um but who knows with this team? Who knows? Um, Mick is with us as well. Um, probably going to get a Mick rant tonight, aren't we? Oh, there's a possibility, isn't there? Interesting. <laughs> there's every chance. Interesting to see who the rant's at. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Danny's with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing all right. Thank you, lads. I'm sorry I'm the only one not in the Rotherham top tonight, but I thought I'd get the badge in with me and your weekend defender. <laughs> I like it. Um, first of all, as we do, we give a shout out to Kimvo, who are our latest partner, I think is the right phrase. They are the kit suppliers. Um, if you're wanting to get new, to get ahead of the game and get your Sunday kit sort of for next season, or you've got a five side team, six side team, you want to get a want to get a fancy kit together, Kimbo Sports can help you out. KimboSports.co.uk is their website, they will help you and sort you out with whatever you should need in the sportswear gear department. And they're helping us out with a few hats and stuff, which we're coming soon, hopefully. I think we need to be having a discussion because uh, I did notice it says Adidas on there. So, am I going to get a, a new pair of gazelles out of this uh, sponsorship? Or I think it's more sportswear rather than a trade show as leisure wear. I'm only asking a question. I've, I've got my gazelles in mix just to show <laughs> off, but <laughs> you'll be lucky with it. If they that, if they, if they that's get here and they fit you, mate, you'll be yeah, not fit me, mate. So you've got the biggest <laughs> head known to man. That's not gonna happen. So, yeah. um, we've got those people with us. Dave Lawton's with us. Uh, Steve Gunner says, Evening points thrown away. You should use a 
Good evening, Gav Wood said it's going to go into after the last game. Um, Harvey oh. Kelly, Gav Grundy's with us, Josh Hinsliff, Kim Hale with Sean Green. Uh, Power UK says something on the same lines of toilet uh, points and toilets and flushed. Um, Paul Brock, Shelly RC has set pieces again. Power UK, Phil, another Grundy's with us, and Scott and Jack McCord's with us as well. And everybody who's in the audio podcast, thank you for being with us. Um, well, I don't know where to start with football anymore. <laughs> this is the game we would have lost two years ago, Mick. And this yeah. is exactly what would have happened two years ago. And it's happened again. It's for the first game in four that's happened. So, you know, I don't, maybe not get ahead of ourselves and say, oh, it's all happening all over again. But that is a pattern of two years ago, Tuesday night, wasn't it? You mean we're not relegated already? I thought we were in league I don't one. think so. Oh. I need to have a look because according to social media, we're already relegated as far as I can see. Um, and, and players who were brilliant for the last four games at worst players with other signs. So I don't know, mate. I don't know what's going off. I'm, I'm completely confused. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it, it is a throwback to, to the last couple of times we've been in championship the other night. Um, particularly last time, we were a better team this time around. And um, two errors have, uh, have cost us two goals, unfortunately. But I suspect we might disagree on what the errors are. I mean, there's certainly errors. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, there's, 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 let's just say before we get into it, there's plenty of blame to go around. There'll be enough for everybody, I think, <laughs> uh, in terms of the blame. Um, yeah, it was it was my fault that I was watching it on Sky and not iFollow. I thought we were only watching it on Sky. No, it's, we always win when I record it on Sky. Ah, right. Right, yeah. Because it was on Red Button, I couldn't record it. Oh, well. So it's my fault we lost. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the start of the game, Danny, and the formation change. Now, essentially, it was a 4 4 2, but with a diamond in the middle, basically. Mm. You had Coventry sitting deep, and Foster was essentially your, your point of the diamond, to the front point of the diamond. Mm. Um, thoughts on the change? I mean, it worked It worked for Port Fabric, I suppose, but it almost felt a bit unnecessary, maybe. Mm, um, I th- well, we said on the podcast about maybe Chio could do with a bit of a rest from the start in 11 and, I don't know, maybe Taylor watches the podcast and he's thought, actually, yeah, they've got a point. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt like a little bit of... Yeah, exactly, thinking we've got a point, exactly. We just talk waffle about football yeah, for yeah. a while. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it did seem a little bit unexpected, not just to change... The team, but also the formation as well, because four three three has been doing okay for us. Um, but to really change up so we could have two strikers on the pitch, that was an interesting mm. one, because uh, normally we've had your, your centre forward and then your wider men that still contribute to attacks but operate a little bit more in midfield. But to have two proper strikers, like I said, he might have listened to us, like we said, oh, we'd like to see Hugo and Wash up top, and he's tried it and they did all right. And if I'm being honest, I think our undoing was really the, the set pieces. You know, I, I think there is blame in the build-up, which I'm sure we'll cover later on. But at the same time, we just need to be better from set pieces. You know, you're letting a seasoned Premier League and now Championship striker, Andy Carroll, just have a free header in your penalty box. You know, that's a bit of a, hmm, shouldn't be doing that, lads. Mm. Yeah, we may as well get on to this. We'll go on to the 
the positive, there are positives to take from the game. Let's not let's not mess around. There are quite a lot of positives to take from the game. None of them are points, which is obviously unfortunate, but that's that's football for you. Uh, let's start with the first one, Nick, which was Andy Cowell's goal. The second one, obviously, was, was essentially a deflection. Um, this all, this is where I can see as I'm in a disagreement. Um, this comes from a really silly moment for me from a Dauphin, where he is dove in. Whether there's contact or not is, is, obviously, is obviously up for debate, but he's gone into a position where he has allowed the attacker to fake the contact or take the contact and has then gone down and won the foul. Mm. You're playing, you're playing against Red and you're playing against a team that involves Tom Inns. So you know that they are going to go down very easily. That's what they do. So a Dauphin has got to be smarter than that. I, I, he's a professional footballer, and this is something that Matt Taylor and the coaches should have been drilling into him. Do not give away stupid fouls because they will be looking for them. And more importantly, they've got Andy Carroll, who's quite handy in the box. Do not give away stupid set pieces. Do not give them the opportunity to give to give stupid set pieces, and he did. He gave it gave the referee an, op- an opportunity to make a decision, uh, and I thought it was really really silly. Yeah, interesting, interesting, because for me the goal didn't come from that. The goal came from the second worst decision of the night that the referee made, and that that is right on the edge of the Reading box when Connor Washington gets dragged back by the neck right in front of the referee, he doesn't give it and then gives a soft free kick up the other end, not well, within the same passage of play. Uh, I said the second worst decision because there was a worst decision in the game, which we'll come on to. Um, but, but that stemmed from there. Um, how he didn't give that free kick is utterly beyond me to then give the free kick, which was, was won by the, by the, the attacker, and not given away by a dolphin for me. Uh, the, when you look at it initially, and I can see why the referee's giving it absolutely. I can see, when you look at it initially, it looks like a free kick. When you watch it on the replay, there's virtually no contact whatsoever. Mm. The, the, he's just literally throwing himself on the floor, like 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 the majority, a lot of the Reading players did all night. Um, and the referee bought probably ninety five percent of them. Um, so I think it's to, to, to blame a Dauphin for that goal is harsh beyond belief for me. There's free kicks given away all over the pitch. If you can't defend a free kick from there, then you're not. We're not in the right. We're not in the right division. Um, and and this this um, hybrid system we've got for defending corners and and set pieces from that way of, of sort of partial. Partial zonal marking, partial man marking. You've got Andy Carroll on pitch. Andy Carroll is a one-trick pony. With the greatest of respect to Andy Carroll, okay, you know he's he's, he's bang average at just about everything that he does. But his one trick, he is absolutely deadly at, and that is running in and 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 banging those headers in. How you can not man mark Andy Carroll has to be an absolute tactical farce it's ridiculous and we paid the price whether that comes from the manager whether it comes from the captain whether it comes from the defense i don't know where it comes from but both of those goals were were conceded through just not dealing with with andy carroll i can't believe it he's 36 years old it's not as though he's brand new to the game he's been around for so long how are we not dealing with that 
bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. And and for me, when you've got somebody like him on pitch, zonal marking from corners and which is what it appears to be, mm. just it, it's just an utterly ridiculous thing to do because he is going to punish you. His eyes must light up when he sees things like that. So I, I think the I think the vitriol that's been aimed towards Hakeem Adolphin on social media is well out of order. Well out of order, given the way that he's played recently as well. How he's grown into his role and 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 gets all the plaudits, and then once he gives away a free kick, which is arguably not even a free kick, and all of a sudden it's his fault we've lost. I find it bizarre. But then it's not his fault, is it? Because we can always sort of blame Wes Harding, who's bang out of form and puts it out for a corner. We will be doing. We will be doing that in a minute. <laughs> I will. Let's not have a word with Lee Peltier. He'll put one out for a corner in first half when there were nobody around him whatsoever because he didn't score from that. So that's all right. You know what I mean? Players do this. This happens. You're going to get corners. You're going to concede corners. You're going to concede free kicks in and around the box. You have to defend it. You have to defend it, and we didn't defend it. That's why we. That's why we lost the game because of ineffective defensive mistake or effective defensive mistakes on simple balls into box. Yeah, sure. I've seen one up London defender for picking up Carroll for the goal. Yeah, Danny. Like I said there's, there's plenty of blame to go around. Um, what's your take on the, just concept the first goal to start with? Because I think second goal is potentially another another issue as well. But on the first goal. How do you see it? Um, I just see it as the defender not picking up his man. You know, you can't really blame the proceedings in what led to the goal further up the pitch. Like, yeah, there was a shout for us to have a penalty, further, uh, not a penalty, a free kick or, or a foul or whatever further up the pitch. Um, but, you know, you can't really dwell on those moments in football. You have to deal with effectively what's in front of you and the men around you. So I, I personally think it's the defender not tracking his man. With respect to, to that, Danny, and, and, and I agree with you, we, we can't dwell on the fact that referee's not giving us a foul when he should have done, but we mm. can't also dwell on the fact that we've conceded a free kick outside box. You're going to concede no, exactly. an outside box, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And there's a whole heap of things that you can say lay the blame at X and Y's feet in the build-up. But, you know, if you still give away a foul on the edge of the, the penalty box, you still have to deal with the result from it. And we didn't deal with the result from it. If we give away the foul on the edge of the box and deal with it, we'll be saying, oh, it's such a mistake. But, you know, it, we, nothing led to it. But mm. because it's led to the goal, it's had that domino effect after that. But I still think one of the bigger dominoes is that he's not tracked his man. And effectively, is you know, a very seasoned striker, like I've said before. But you, you just can't give that sort of attacker a free header. You know what I mean? Like It's quite possible one of the best headers of the ball in the Championship. Yeah, and, you know, we've got one of our own sort of big lump centre-forwards in Tom Eve, mm. so we must be practising set-pieces in training to deal with it. But it's just a mistake in the heat at the moment. It's costing us a goal. That's long and short of it, really. It's a, it's a mistake from another mistake, from a mistake from an official. So what I mean about domino effect? Mm. Yeah. It's it's well, it's, it's, it could have all been stopped by by several different people in several different areas. They've all, they've all got to take the part in the blame from from a defensive point of view. And often, much you could say, yeah, we're going to give three kicks away. He's got to take some responsibility, and I'm sure he has. That's not I'm not I'm I'm not digging out of Dolphin. He's made a mistake, much like Wes has made a mistake. Which we'll he's made a mistake. He should have done it. But you're right. There is then somebody else that's made a mistake after him, which has then compounded his mistake. His mistake was worse. 
because somebody else has then made a mistake. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> you can't allow, you cannot allow Andy Carroll to no, make those runs in the box. And that is a tactical issue. You double up on him. You, you double up on Andy Carroll. Just stop him making the runs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's not difficult, but tactically, we didn't deal with that. Whether that's come from manager or whether that's come from the players on the pitch not put into practice what they've been asked to do, you cannot. I mean, that's just it's, it's just schoolboy stuff for me uh, because he is going to do that to you if you give him the opportunity. So, yes. Um, second goal's similar sort of thing, Danny. Whereas Harding came on as a late sub, and unfortunately for him, his only contribution really was to concede a corner, which again was very, very. It looked again. I'm not with Harding, so I'm going to say this. You know, I'm looking. It, it looked really, really easy to avoid letting that go out for a corner, and it doesn't look great either because he's just come on as sub. He's not. He's not fatigued because he's not been on for 90 minutes. There's no fatigue kicked in there, and it just looks a bit lazy. In fact, it doesn't look a bit lazy. It looks a lot lazy. Um, and obviously, we, again, we've not dealt with Andy Carroll again, and it's two one ninety minutes. It's just little silly things that are so avoidable. Do us, yeah. And I think that what makes it hurt more that we were one nil up and lost two one from silly me things that we know um, that we should be working on and can actually avoid quite easily by training with it. Um, but yeah, like I say, Arden's just come on and he's just really not put his stamp on the game at all since coming on. No, he's come on, like you said, made something look very lazy. But again, it, because it's led to a goal, it's made, made it look worse. Yeah. If, if, you, if you get me. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just where's not putting his stamp on the game. He's done what he thought was right. Fair enough. What he thought was right may have come across as very, very lazy to us. And it, it did, to be mm. fair. Um, but again, it's led to a goal, made it look a lot worse, and it should be something we should be dealing with. And I imagine between um, Wednesday and Friday's training sessions, it will be hammered home about set pieces and, and marking a man and not being lazy and working on that. So ho- hopefully we see those mistakes rectified against Coventry, because if we don't, the ooh, Twitter will be an interesting place, won't it, lads? Oh, it will. Well, Coventry have got Victor Jokeres. He's no Andy Carroll in terms of in terms of his stature, but he's, he's going to be all going to be almost as good. He's such a deadly striker. So if you're going to let another team like that have opportunities, you're not going to win many games. Put it that way. Mm. Um, few comments on here. Sean Green agrees with me. Quite quite agree on the first one. Stupid foul. Um, Mick, do you want to give us your view on the second one? Second goal. Or just copy and paste in terms of the defensive from the first goal. Copy and paste, isn't it? A mistake from from a, from a Rotherham player. Ball comes in, Andy Carroll's not marked. Bang! Thanks very much. Mm. Well, I mean, it was just—it was literally. <laughs> the only difference is it, it, it deflected off another, another player before it went in. You yeah. know, just, just—I I couldn't believe what I was watching. But, no, I um, know it's just frustrating, but because the thing is, for eighty-eight minutes of the game, we've defended really, really well. Yeah, we've yeah, limited yeah. them to nothing, absolutely nothing. If, if we don't make those two mistakes, we're sitting here saying that's a really, really good away defensive performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had zero, did they? And we, we did every other set piece they had. We dealt, we dealt with Danny. There were, there were no real issues. Victor's had a quiet game other than one shot in the second half. Mm. But because you then switch off for two minutes, the, the championships are cutthroat league. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. switch off for two minutes, you've lost the game there and then. 
you've got to do better than less. I can't believe we haven't learned these lessons yet, to be honest with you. Well, no, well, it, it, the championship is effectively a trial by fire with these sorts of things. You know, if, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you are doomed to repeat them. That yeah. goes for football and life, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, with us, it's like set pieces again. But we've shown this season that we can hold on to stuff. I mean, look at Stoke, where we went ahead in like the first minute or mm. something. Or Sheffield United, where we hung on and put in a really good defensive go- showing. We know we are capable of doing these things. The only exception, I think, so far is probably Luton, where we look really good, but conceded very late on. Um, Burnley's met mm, your old man up about Burnley because it still makes me angry. Um, but with Reading, it's sort of like the same sort of thing we did against Luton. You know, we got the goal, put in a good defensive showing, but then switched off. I don't know if it's a psycho- psychological thing or it's because Matt Taylor went quite light with them in training to save fitness or... Whether it's just a collective switching off that was a very unfortunate um, coincidence in that game. I don't think it is that last option. I think it's more of a going out for the second half without the right mindset, to me personally. And <clears throat> it's allowed Reading into the game. And because we've allowed them into the game, that's when we made the mistakes, not tracked men, etc., etc. Um But yeah, it's... It, it's rather in the championship. We, we know this pain. We've felt this pain before. Um, but only a couple of times with this manager. So I'm saying to Matt Taylor, learn your lesson quickly. And I think he will, if I'm being honest. Mm. I think that's, that's what I was going to say at the beginning of that, Danny. I didn't, I didn't, I thought Matt were coming to me. And I don't know why, but probably because I'm old and a bit daft. But um, it, it's all about learning from these mistakes, and and and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the manager will do. Um, so you know, it's. It's not about apportioning blame, and and like you said, Matt. Yeah, there might be loads of blame to go about. We don't. It's not about that. It's about who's going to learn what and who's going to, how quick they're going to learn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Taylor strikes me as a man who, well, he's, he's done it, hasn't he? He's already he's already learned one lesson uh, by by changing the way we play and and bringing that intensity back, and and that's obviously improved us. So I can mm-hmm. only see him learning from the mistakes that were made the other night. He clearly went to win that game, didn't he? You know, oh, yeah. At the time mm. we finished, I mean, I accept there were two one down at 93rd minute, but we've got about four strikers on field. You know, we got we got Washington, Eves, and um, and Georgie Kelly, who, by the way, won every, every single header he went for. Yeah, Georgie Kelly. So there you go. Yeah, well, subs is another issue. Subs and selection. Well, let me come on to that in a minute because that frustrated me. Um, some of those substitutions. Um, but because of the comments, Phil Ox says it's not the defending in it's not the defending, it's the midfield areas we struggle. He says, apart from uh, Ollie and a Dauphin for all his industry, it's poor in possession, hardly a clear cut chance in the last two games. Uh Jan Bieber says, I'm thinking that we lost because we were not quite good enough for the 90 minutes to win a game. We have to bet it in every area. At present, we are too weak and very hit and miss form wise. Uh, I mean, yeah, I suppose we are hit and miss form wise, but that's find me two teams in the, other than the top two top three because of Count Middlesbrough who isn't hit and miss in the championship we're, we are more hit and miss because we're down, down the bottom of the league and that's 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 the nature of the beast in the relegation battle but this is uh, that's, the, that's the championship for you um, what's killed us and put us in this position is that run after the World Cup oh yeah that's what put us in mm-hmm. this position um, so we're always going to get games like the other night that's always going to happen Mm. Yeah. 
Um, let's move on to the sub. Let's do some positives before we go back to some negatives. Um, I want to talk about Tarek Fosu, Danny, because I think the first 45 minutes were easily his best 45 in a Rotherham shirt. I mm-hmm. thought it was, at times, I thought we were toying with their defenders. I thought it was so, so good. Uh, it, it was allowed a free roll. Now, obviously, when we played 4 3 3, I think we all agree, it probably impacted Chio because he got in his way a couple of times. Because he was allowed that free roll, he just roamed everywhere. And first half, he was probably my man of the match. I thought it was another level to everybody else on pitch, Fosu. Yeah, Fosu. He's just took, he's really took it by the horns, his Lonier, hasn't he? Um, I think he has put in a shift every time he's been on the pitch. There have been times where he could have made better decisions, you know, where he's hold, held on to the ball a little bit too long and they've lost the opportunity or, you know, that shot that lost me X amount of money against, uh, who was his debut against? Um, whatever it was. Yeah, against, against Watford that lost me some money. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, he, he is unplayable at times, but also, at the same time, he holds the ball a little bit too long. He doesn't get the crossing. But then again, he's that sort of player. He's more of an on-the-ball player and creates the space by keeping the ball, if that makes sense. Like He draws players in and then plays that pass where the space has become available. Uh, and I think Fozu is probably one of the better-performing loan players that we've brought in so far. Um, just in front of Kelder because he's played a little bit more. I think, but Fozzo is doing really well. Really impressed with him so far. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting me because, like I said, with the three up front, I think I think Fosso can play that well. But it, it, I feel like he needs the freedom to roam a little bit. And we saw it, it was very effective, but in the second half, it wasn't so effective. I wonder if Reading maybe clicked on a little bit and shut him down, or was just fatigue kicked in. It's difficult to know, obviously, but it was still very good. I think. For me, at the moment, he, he, he flatters to deceive us, Tariq Fosu. You know, he, he, he is very, very good on the ball. He, he, he likes his little runs and he does toy with the defenders. But, and this is, not, this is not just him, but there is very little, if any, end product. Mm. That might well be because, you know, the, 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 of, of what's happening around him. I don't know. But um, he's, he's a bit like John Hugel in, in that. He runs about and he works hard and he grafts and he gets involved, but there's no real end product, and 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 maybe that's why these players are with us, you know. Because if they were end product, then with the ability that they've got, then they probably wouldn't want to be coming to Rotherham and be worth a lot more money, wouldn't they? Uh, but yeah, he's 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 dangerous, but we need something else out of it. We need to be starting to create to create some chances because we're not creating very many chances at all. No, we're not. So. Yeah, I do like him and he is an exciting player. But I want more from him. He reminds me a bit, Mick, of um, Campbell Rice. Yes, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he watched Jamal Campbell Rice back in what, 2005, 2006. Incredible, yeah. except when it came into the important areas. Now, Cross was definitely a better player than that. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely better. better but there's a comparison yeah. to be had, definitely. There is, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, how many crosses did we deliver on Tuesday? That's that's a good question. Um, moving to Hugel, Danny, I've got a few people here basically complaining. Hugel just throws himself about and then throws himself to the floor. I, I'm going to completely disagree. I'm sorry, Astro, but I thought Hugel was back to what he was against Sheffield United. I thought he was industrious. I thought, amazingly, I thought the referee protected him a little bit, to be honest with you. I thought he got a reasonable amount of protection, reasonable amount of protection from the referee. Um, 
we aren't supplying him though. We aren't supplying crosses into the box for him to do anything with. But he is doing what he wants to. I think. I think at the minute. Yeah, um, I, I, I disagree with um, <clears throat> Hugo throwing himself about as well. I, like I say, I thought the ref did give him the benefit of the doubt, I'll say, at times. Uh, but there were a few instances where Hugo did get manhandled and the ref didn't give it, yeah. um, which we sort of learn to expect with centre-forwards, don't we? Especially of Hugo's nature. I mean, we saw it with Smith last season, uh, a bit with Eves this season as well. Um, but yeah, Hugo does like to bully the front line. <clears throat> Um, and I think he put in a very strong show against Blackpool, and he did against Reading too. Yeah. But he just got a bit more help. I, th- I think that's why <clears throat> we've noticed it more against Reading, just because he got more help from the referee with it. Help me in a very loose term, by the way. Um, but that's the sort of player Hugo is. He does get up in the defenders' faces and you know draws them in and maybe hangs on a little bit too long sometimes and gets in the reds. I mean, look at how we got in Amin Mahodzic's... I think that's how you say his name. Oh, he got in his head again. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I went to watch the Blades yesterday, so I had to put up the his shirt. Um, yeah, he got in his head straight away and um, and just carried on winding him up. And that's, and that's his game. But I do think you're right. I think he doesn't get the service in the box, which is why I'm of the persuasion that Fozzie holds the ball a little bit too long. Mm. You know, if Hugo's making that run, you, um, you're trying to play it. But the one thing I remember from against Reading was where Washington held the ball too long and Hugo made the run yeah. past him. If he mm. plays him through and yeah, Hugo yeah. gets a good connection on it, it's two, I think it was 2-0. Uh, it would have been 2-0. Yeah. And I legit screamed at the telly, all, why did you not check your man? You know what I mean? How have you not seen him or heard him calling for it? I think Washington yeah. looked at it and went, I can score here. Mm. Kept the ball too long and then the chance has gone and Reading defended it. But that's the thing, you need to look for... Hugo on your right shoulder it, but yeah. then again we've switched it to two up front so was that the disconnect you know again not blaming Washington for not doing it because he at the moment stuff but could that two up top have played a factor if it Washington on his own and he's got no option there anyway hmm. would we be saying this well yeah um, Arash says at least Smith knew where the goal was mm. again we need to give Hugo time he's, he's not He's played three games and been subbed off in. He's played the most amount of minutes in the, on Tuesday, 75 minutes. Give him the service and then let's talk. Mm. Hugo is, based on the history, Hugo's a better player than Michael Smith. He just is. He's been promoted from the Championship. He's played in the Premier League. He's a better player. We've got to help him get the best out of him, Mick. And I think, yeah. I agree. I think two up top helped. We're not going to be able to do two at the top all the time because we, sometimes we're going to need to pack the midfield a bit more. Mm. But. Two up top, it clearly helped Hugo in terms of in and around him, but he still didn't create the chances. No, the, and, and, the, and there seems to me quite a reluctance to put ball in box. Yeah. Um, for, for whatever that reason is, I don't know. Um, may, maybe that's us. Maybe that's me looking at the, the previous regimes, um, how anxious they were to get the ball in the box. It was get it in the box, get it in the box. That, that was the, you know, sort of be all and end all. Whereas this, this uh, this management team don't seem to be quite so keen on on, um, on on getting it in there all the time. So, but you're right that there is no end product because there's been no service, no service whatsoever. I don't think Hugel's actually had the opportunity to be to be in possession of the ball anywhere near the goal. Is there a shot yet? Is there a chance of a shot? I don't think he's being close enough in no. possession of ball. You know, so that's something that we need to be. 
we need to be working on um, and, and he needs the service and, and, for, and for that we need the midfield to be functioning better than it is um, it still felt in that middle to me on, on Tuesday night a bit of a mess a bit messy no real shape to it for me again um, so we, that's, that's we need to work on that for me definitely yeah let's talk about the substitutions Danny and this comes into the game management argument that has been put forward fairly logically on Twitter, to be fair. One of the few arguments that's been put forward with some substance on Twitter. Um, so, maybe substitutions. Substance. Uh, right, carry on. Substitutions came on 75 minutes. Hardy for Peltier. Yeah, Hardy made a mistake, but that's that's that's, that's a delightful like substitution. You can't mm-hmm. argue with that. My argument comes with Hugo coming off, and I don't have a problem with Hugo coming off, but you've got Georgia Kelly and Tom Eves on bench, but you stick Chio up front, you stick Chio up top. Which means you've got Connor Washington and Chio as, as essentially two strikers. So there's, you've gone from having a big, massive physical presence in your John Hugo to having zero physical presence in your strikers. And, and it's sure in those last 15 minutes, it won't stick until Georgie and Eves come on. There were nothing up front. And I cannot for the life of me work out a substitution. Add, add, add into that, Chio would be unuseless when it came on. Yeah, I uh, maybe wanted to switch up top and go for pace rather than power um try a different method but i don't yeah it just didn't work did it but <clears throat> i mean we've more or less seen hugo for eve's subs more or less all the time haven't we in uh, in the lead up to this game so for that sub i think it was probably a switch of tactic up top which didn't work and then we brought eve's on after uh, but but yeah it it, just, it did seem weird because yeah we have seen chio operate up there but not quite to the same level as, you know, even Hugo in his short time here has performed probably a lot better. Yeah. Uh, just because it's their natural position. Chio is definitely more suited to that wide right role by comparison to how he played uh, on Tuesday. So, yeah, that, that were a strange one for me as well. I, I can see both sides of it. Like, you can see Chio not being that centre-forward, should be put wider. But then, if we're wanting to change the tactics and go for pace, not power, I can see why that sub's made, but it didn't work. And that's beautiful. <laughs> Isn't it? It's a beautiful hindsight. <laughs> At the time, it might have seemed like the right thing to do. But with hindsight, it was, an, it was a very bad sub. Yeah. I mean, I, you've also got a basis. I as well, Mick. Eves was exceptional when he came on on Saturday. He was potentially one of the best. He only played half an hour against Blackpool. If we were in conversation for a man of match, they were that good. I don't get not if if you're not if you're gonna it don't work for me I, I don't get it and I didn't get it at time yeah. either. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit weird. And 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 Georgie Kelly, you know, he's going to cause problems. And he he, he, he Georgie's probably third or fourth on the list. Um, and yet, out of all of them, he's probably the one that will cause the most problems to defences, yeah. um, which seems a bit strange. But uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't account for what his thinking was. We don't know, do we? Um, maybe he saw something that that we didn't. Whether he thought that Chio's pace was going to be uh, going to be useful, getting in behind somebody. I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you brought on a player who's low on confidence. Um, you know, at a time when, but he was he, he was going for the game, weren't he? He was clearly going for the win. Yeah. Um, you know, leaving leaving just. Leaving two on two at the back when we're going up for a corner, you know, he, he, he wasn't messing about. So it got it wrong, I think. 
I think he got, I think Matt Taylor got it wrong on a couple of occasions with the defensive performance at the set pieces and, and the substitutions weren't um, weren't great. But, you know, it's, it's a learning curve, isn't it? It's a learning curve. Yeah, it is. So we're not, listen, let's not get down in dumps about this. We're still four points clear of relegation zone. If you'd offered us this, you know, at the beginning of the season, four points clear of relegation zone, where, where is it, 16 games or something like that, whatever it is, um, you know, you'd, we'd have absolutely snatched your hand off. Snatched your hand off. The issue that we've got is that we've performed so well this mm. season in phases um, that we probably been sort of spoiled a little bit. You know, we've not been in that relegation battle that we anticipated we were going to be in. And we're not in it yet. We might be after Saturday, you know, potentially. Or we could be seven points clear of it on Saturday. Or six points clear of it, whatever. Seven points, yeah. Seven points, yeah. You know, so it's a long, whole season. There's still a long, long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got enough in this squad. It's, it's just making sure that we can't, we, we, we cut out these um, these silly mistakes schoolboy errors uh, that's that's the key yeah planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Um, another thing that we was going to... This may, this is definitely a Captain Hindsight thing, Danny, but it is a thing. Keener came off in Georgia. Keener pulled out before kickoff, which meant Georgia Kelly had to take his place. My question would be is, where the hell is Jamie Lindsay? Because we needed a midfielder on the bench. I know Georgia Kelly came on, but we were 2-1 down. What we actually needed was on about an hour, 75 minutes, was to take probably take a Dolphin. Like I think a Dolphin started flagging, to be honest. Take a Dolphin on and put a midfielder on. Well, where the hell was Jamie Lindsay? Because he'd have been perfect to put on for the last 25 minutes. And he's not even been, even, he's clearly not even a backup for the bench. And it's Jamie mm. Lindsay, for God's sake. He's good enough. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. Like when I saw... Um... Keener's pulled up and Kelly's come in. It's like, oh, yeah, George is in. But then when you think about it, it's like, actually, we've got no midfielders as backups. Yeah. And we've got one effectively of more or less champ quality in Jamie Lindsay. And it's like, like you say, where is he? Is he injured? Mm. You know, or has he had a big fallout with Matt Taylor? I don't think that's the case. But, you know, it's like, where is he? Surely if the midfielder goes down in your lineup, like no disrespect to Georgia or anything, because I'm sure we all want to see him play more minutes. But if your midfielder goes down, surely you should bring a midfielder into it to at least keep your options the same on the bench. You know, like, I, I don't have me away for a licensing coaching, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But in, in my head, it makes more sense to have a midfielder replace a midfielder rather than a striker replace a midfielder. And Jamie Lindsay is more than good enough to slot into that. And like you say, it did look like a Dolphin started flagging at times and we needed that midfield strengthening. 
you know, and Lindsay would have been the perfect option. Even Keener would have been the perfect option had he had not pulled up, yeah. which again, with hindsight, should have been midfield for midfields because it's it keeps that, those options the same. Mm. I think another point with that midfield as well, you've got to think about is that I mean, there was a positive that came out of it, um, and that's the kit man don't have to wash Connor Coventry's kit, does it? You know, because you know, because <laughs> Connor Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, so uh, I thought you were really good first half. All right, sorry. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we were all good first half. It was just second half. Yeah. It just went downhill. It was, yeah. I thought going through the first half, the first time he's put himself about properly. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, all right. I remember you saying this about Mark Robbins, and you were always yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. He never got his kit dirty, but he still yeah, scored yeah. fifty goals in the season. You still weren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hang on a minute. Just just on about that first half. I, you know, we've, we've talked many, many times on this podcast about the rule changes and everything else within the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I spotted a rule on, on in that first half that I, I didn't know existed. And, and I'm, glad, I'm, glad it, I'm glad it's come in now. Where's he going yeah, for this? It's really silly. <laughs> it's not, is it? I mean, I think it's a really good idea and I'm glad that they brought it in. You know, where you can trip your own player up and then get a free kick. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Have you not watched have you not watched the Oxford vlog from last season? Because that's when they brought the rule into it. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. What they've done now is they've made the referee and the linesman both give it at the same time. So oh, I mean it's yeah. fantastic. I love it, yeah. So, so the, the rule must have been updated where the linesman can give it as well because for Oxford it I was the referee. In, my, in the whole the whole time that I've been watching football, with the exception of that Oxford game, really, but never ever have I seen as so much blatant incompetence as that that particular <laughs> incident. It was just, it was remarkable. I, I couldn't even bring myself to shout at it. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Well, you can uh, tell Mick's angry when he just sits in silence. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway. What I just watch. Moving on. Positivity. Let's buy the positives. Lee Peltier scored an actual goal. Lee Peltier. Uh, <laughs> the first time since Boxing Day 2013, uh, which is when he scored at Blackpool. He could have had two, to be fair. He hit bar five years yeah. before. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to make a list of things that have happened since Peltier's two goals. But the list just were too big, uh, so I didn't. I didn't do it. So I am sorry. But a lot of things happened since that. Um, and I don't know what else to make. To be honest with you, I'm, I am. I'm very happy for him because he's been good this season. He deserves at least a goal. Yeah, yeah. He does. He played all right. Played well. Played well. Um, so yeah, I've no, I've no, no complaints. It's good. It's good for him to get a goal, and hopefully, he maybe might own floodgates, and he might, he might do a Richard Wood and get four in four, yeah. or, or whatever. But um, yeah, he's, he's been, he's been, he's been well solid back there. And, and to be fair, you know that the whole back line was mm. solid, and, and I don't, I don't know whether you're gonna, whether we can blame them specifically for the the the, the Andy Carroll debacles. Or not, whether it was their role or their, their job, or whether they're part of this ridiculous zonal part of the marking, uh, I don't know. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought they were brilliant. They were all right, no issues. It's just the creativity, Matt. Ultimately, in it, you know, well, we've had a few people in the comments asking, we haven't replaced Dan's Dan Barlas's creativity well, and stuff yet. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. And and, I, and we said, I mean, we said this when before Dan Barlas. So when you don't replace Dan Barlas's creativity, 
because those those types of players of that quality come along once in a once in a blue moon. So you've got to adapt. Um, you know, there's many many teams up and down the the ninety two play without a similar player to to Dan Barlasser. The vast majority play without a similar player. Um, so you know, even Middlesbrough do. Well, exactly. The Middlesbrough are at the moment, and they don't need him. Yeah. You know? So we we but we've got to we've got to up our game in terms of in terms of creating some more chances. That's that's the issue. Mm. Yeah, we have. Uh, let's go through some comments. Shelley says Saturday is huge. We need a result to avoid looking behind us. The gap is creeping up on us. I think luckily I don't think it went down, did it? I don't think because results or did it go down by one? Like, uh, at worst, it went down by one. I think. Yeah, I think it went down by one or so. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Jamie, Jamie says, "Do think Jamie Lindsay deserves deserves a chance? Don't think Conor is ready for a start." Yeah, I don't think we're seeing Jamie Lindsay anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, you know, says Harding is is indeed very limited. We have players who are competent, but not many that are good at this level. We need to need to continue one hundred and ten percent from everybody, including the new boys. Um, and Dave Lawton, I couldn't believe we allowed a player to stand up to Victor for the second goal, basically allowed him to be pinned back to the goal line beyond me. Yeah, there's these little things that I suppose, Danny, and I'm just will let me finish up. On the, on, one of the great things about the previous management was they were really good at set pieces. They were really, really good at attacking and defensive set pieces. There were no stone left unturned. And if, if we know that Andy Carroll, they've got a plan for him, and they've got a plan B for Andy Carroll, and they've got, you know, they know the keeper's going to be pinned, so... They've got a man on this, that, and the other. We haven't seen that forensic detail in defending or attacking set pieces under Matt Taylor, mm. and that's you've got to for for a team with the quality like us, you've got to try and get every little inch, haven't you? Yeah, you do. Um, and <laughs> against Reading, we didn't we gave him more than a yard, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, this could be the pivot point, in my opinion, because. To concede two goals from set pieces and to lose what would have been three very good points for us on the road, mm. um, to then put in that good performance, like Matt Taylor said, you know the performance deserved points, but he stood there with nothing. Um, but to concede from those set pieces, it like I say, pivot point to look at it and go right. We need to work on our set pieces, both effectively fore and aft, if if you like, or. We try and crack on playing how we want to play, but still have that vulnerability about us. You know, that's the option we now have to weigh up. Do we focus on set pieces a bit more than we have been doing or just carry on as we are and hope that everything clicks and we play to our best? Because we know it's possible. I mean, hmm. <laughs> it's only happened twice that we've lost from scoring first, which is Burnley and now Reading. It's not bad, but at the same time, on the flip side, we haven't pulled any points back when conceding first. Yeah. So it is a it is a very interesting juggling act that Taylor's doing there. But if it were me, probably have a little bit more of a look at set pieces. Mm. And I saw a comment earlier saying commentary aren't really a set piece side. So no. that that to me that even says you need to be more careful because they're the ones that will catch you out. Mm. Now if you don't expect the set pieces to them and you switch off like we did against Reading, then they'll surprise you. So again, interesting juggling act. Mm. Uh, Jan Bieber with the positivity says Harding's too slow, Coventry's not aggressive Chio can't pass, Hugo falls down Eves plays like Bambi, Bramall is rash Taylor is handsome, I think we'll go far to <laughs> pull a character <laughs> <laughs> Very good uh, yeah. 
Uh, Bromwell was very good, mate. Let's fi- let's finish on the positive. I thought Bromwell was excellent again. Two games in a row, left back position. Yeah, he's fighting for his position. To be fair, he's fighting against Yelder, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is absolutely. Mm. Uh, and Yelder's not coming back yet. No, there's no way. There's no way you are going to drop Corn Bramall. Um, I love it. I love it because you can just you can you can almost well. Now we've watched him a few times. You can pinpoint that moment where he thinks, right, I'm off. <laughs> And then, and then, just to just to watch the defender try and keep up with him, whoever side it is, whichever way we're playing, just to watch him try and keep up with him is just it's hilarious, you know, because he is just the quickest bloke I think I've ever seen in real life. Yeah. Um, with that, that that thing in second half where Victor just laid the ball down to him and yeah. he just went, and, then, and it was just it was like a cheat code, edge eighteen yard box. <laughs> It was like on FIFA when you've got like a, a, a player with like 90 pace and you're just giving the ball and just do one. It's yeah. just something else. It's just from a game. Um, yeah. Just great. Um, Shelley says we need Bramall's pace on Saturday against Brook Norton Cuffin. Um, Bramall's got started. If Bramall could play another 90 minutes, he's, I'd love Yelder. But yeah, but can't drop Bramall at the minute. We, we know, I mean, if Brook Norton Cuffin plays, happy days because we know that going forward, he's all right. He's all right. He's not what we expected from from all the heart that Arsenal gave us. But defensively, he's he's, he's nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Colin Bramall have him on toast. <laughs> it would be fair, yeah. Going for, for going forward as a as, you know for us going forward, and I think defensively he's probably a, a good enough match for for Norton Cuffy coming as he comes forward. So um, for me, that would that would be one of the first names on sheet. Mm. Yeah, um, Josh Reese, he's 100% right. It was a stupid free kick for Bramwell at the end. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But I mean, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I mean, it, if it goes in, you know, it's it's it's, it's wonderful, in it? You know, and it's, it's one of those, like the way it. he strikes the ball, mm. it's either, it's either going to dip and be a nasty, nasty piece of work for keeper or it's going to hit real Z and unfortunately it was real Z weren't it so it wasn't yeah. a great angle for a cross either too central weren't it yeah so you have to remember though Bramall had that absolutely wondrous free kick against Blackpool not yeah, exactly. a few days prior and yeah, he'd exactly. only just scraped the post so his confidence is going to be high and it's one of them situations where you punt it and it's in and you get a yeah. point or you punt it and make you send look a fool and unfortunately mm. it will latter on I know, I've seen a lot of people kick off about, oh, I shouldn't be trying that. I should be trying more of a set piece or playing somebody in. But again, hindsight, if you think about his confidence level, I, I'd have gone for it. Yeah, because you know? it was so central, I, 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 I can forgive it. I still, I still got annoyed at the time. Whatever, mm. the still went across the room, but I could, I can accept it in hindsight that mm. um, that because it was so central, they're so difficult. How many times we've seen set pieces like that trying to go into the box and you just can't. Yeah, he's he's going to bag one this season, and it's going to be an absolute screamer. Well, it's good against yeah. Coventry there, please. So yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, I mean a free kick yeah. because because what he can do with that dead ball is is something that very very few people can do. You know, yeah. it, it kind of it kind of moves it two or three ways mm. um, when it when he strikes it. It's 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 bizarre. We were right behind one of the, the one that uh, at Luton that almost went in. Yes. And it kind of moved left, then moved right, then went up and then came down all at the same time. It was just, it was, it was horrific for a keeper. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Power Medis, nobody talking about that weird shot 
from Chio instead of passing it. Yeah, not bad. But keeping the other three in my on net, didn't he? So, but that made me more angry that we hadn't tried testing keeping more. So, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the Reading game because quite a lot to unpack from that one. But let's move forward. Um, Power UK says he's Coventry eligible against Coventry. Josh <laughs> 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 um, Lindsley, I like this. I don't know if you boys have seen this. Josh Lindsley says he went into the fan zone at New York Stadium when New York Talk was on. Really? Um, really? Apparently so. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for letting us know, Josh. Hello, yeah. listening at Van Zone. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you wanna, if you want to come back, if you want to come back into town, if if any of you in the fans want to come back to town, I'll be in Elliot's. If you fancy buying me a pint. <laughs> uh, um, right. Move, let's move on. Let's move on to Coventry, which is not going to be any easier to be honest with you. Although their away record is as bad as ours, it's literally almost exactly the same. They've got the same amount of points away from home as we have, and we've only got 13. So that's something in our favour. Our general record against Coventry is pretty bad, though. Uh, I think it's one win our last. Everybody. A lot. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I've got the stats somewhere. And on one win in our last five against Coventry, that was the 4 0 when Coventry decided to gift us four goals in the in League One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny, that game. I, I still quite can't get my head around now. They, they weren't going to do champions that season. It just doesn't make any sense because they were that mm. mad after. Anyway, Mind um, you, us beating Blackburn and Reading 4 0 doesn't make sense by comparison, does it? That's true. That is, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid thing, yeah. Um, Shelley says, is there any news on Keener? I haven't seen any. I think they've sort of monitoring him. Uh, I don't know if you two have got anything. Um, no. Any more on that? No, I've not heard of. They do seem very, very keen to um, uh, take players out at the, uh, the, the the slightest hint of an injury, don't they? Uh, which which I'm not, mm. that's not a complaint. I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So I think if he's just even feeling a little injury, they'll, uh, they'll have him out and... Um, Make sure it doesn't get any worse, hopefully. So maybe you'll be back with a bit of luck. Yeah. Can't we do Keener on that one, mate? Is it is what is Oh man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't keep it in. I thought of it and it had to come that, out. That'd be bad as me saying uh Keener might be the one to unlock a goal for us. Yeah, like it. I'm happy with that. I'll accept it. It's supposed to be with dead jokes, isn't it? Well, you know, keep up, keep up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, we don't know. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, if if he's not, same with all the Rathbone, to be fair, I think they're keeping an eye on him. There's no firm yes or no. Which, if Rathbone's out, that's a massive, massive boss for us. Although you've got Jamie Lindsay, mate. Jamie yeah. Lindsay's going straight back in, in, in theory, assuming he's still at the club, which I assume he is. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's like for like, it's realistically like for like I, I think Ollie is a better, better better player on ball, but it's almost like for like in it really. Yeah, mm. yeah it's... absolutely. Are we expecting more on that? To be honest with you. No, well, well, yeah, yeah, he is. He's like for like, and I could repeat the same thing I've said. I don't know how many times on this podcast or various uh, various stages of the last couple of seasons. Yeah, it's like for like. Let's move on. Let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> We've had um, 53 minutes on a game that we've lost. <laughs> yeah, 
We've got an hour out of, out of Blackpool game, so you know what I mean. It's, come on, we're, we're, getting, we're getting pros. Right, this. right. I'm just, I'm just saying. I got props from Adam um, Oakley for actually getting uh, Adam, Oxley. Adam Oxley, Oxley. My apologies. I got, I got praise from Adam Oxley for getting for us lot getting an hour out of a nil nil draw <laughs> against Blackpool. Like that is an achievement, lads. I'm, I'm wearing that badge of honour. <laughs> it's the only achievement if if people are listening to it aren't asleep by. If, 40 minutes, isn't it? He was listening oh. to it on the way down to Reading, Mick. That is an achievement. He's driving, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. On a bit, a bit of sort of news on coming to it. Anybody that's worried about Callum O'Hare, don't worry about it. He's injured. He obviously came back. He came, I think he came on a sub at, at, the, at their ground and had a few minutes. He's not a worry. Victor Jokeres is the big one, really, Danny. He's one of the best strikers mm. in the Championship. Could have gone to Everton. I don't blame not going to Everton, but he could have gone to Everton in, in the January window. Um, he's, a, he's an exceptional player. I don't, I don't know what else to say at the minute, but other than he's a massive threat. Yeah, he is. He's going to have to be one that we nullify more or less from the start. Because um, we've got um, Glenn Watkin from the Sky Blue Hub in our comments as well. Saying about if Rotherham score, Cov won't win. Well, if he scores, then Rotherham won't win. It's going to be as simple as that, to be fair. Our back three or four, whoever's in there, really needs to pay attention to him. Because, um, mm. like I say, he's more or less in form of his life. Could have gone to Everton. Didn't because of that relegation, maybe, on his CV. Oh, that's going to be fun next season. Um, but, yeah, he, he's definitely one to watch. Very, very, very dangerous player. Probably, like you say, one of their few aerial threats, even though they don't really favour set pieces. So, mm. Mm. Interesting one. Yeah. Uh, Danny White says Vic is, Vic is in Jokeres is different gravy. Um, mm. Yeah. He is, and as mentioned, Brook Norton Coffee, Danny White's the Coventry fans says Brook Norton Coffee had his best game for Coventry against Millwall, which was the game just gone. He's betting, getting better game by game. Um, but Josh Linford says Humphrey's pocketed in Dyer and Burnley. Why not Jokeres yeah. this time? That's that's the thing that you, you got. Cameron Humphrey was, was, again, very, very good in midweek. So he's again in, in almost in the form of the season. So from that point of view, you've got to have a massive bit of uh, positivity that you can do a similar sort of job. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll be honest with you, and, and I know that the, the lads from Coventry are, are big on uh, on the, on this lad, and, and and quite rightly so by the sounds of it. Um, well, I'm big on Cam Humphries. Um, I'm, I'm, I've said it before on this podcast, and just for their benefit, really, I, I'm, I think he's probably one of, if not the. Well, he's one of the best central defenders in this division, without any question, without any question at all. He's absolute class, and 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 the way he dealt with and Day and McBurney um, and others this season, but those two particularly with the pedigree that they've got, uh, they they never got a sniff, not a sniff. So if 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 he's on if he's on it on Saturday, it's going to be a really interesting battle, a really interesting battle. It's going to, It's probably going to be the key battle, to be honest. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Whichever one gets the best of that, you can see winning the game. If Jokeres gets the better, it's going to score a couple of goal or two. If Humphreys gets yeah. the better, you you may you may be strangling their their sort of supply line. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, Danny White there in the comments saying it, he, he gets tight and spins away, which 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 kind of plays right into Cam Humphreys' hands. Yeah. You know, if you're a big, physical, and 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 you know, winning more balls in the air, which I'm sure he can do as well. That might not quite play to his strengths, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting battle, that. Hmm. 
Yeah, uh, Josh also says, "Here we go, Mick on about Humphreys again. He probably wants a statue of him outside the ground built already." <laughs> Mickey, uh, Mickey, are you, are you sure you don't want Millie's signed shirt from the FA Cup? <laughs> you know, we can. We, we might be able to come to some arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he also mentioned Glamotkin from Skyville who says Harmer, uh, Harmer and Palmer. <laughs> Harmer and Palmer are in great yeah. form as well. So it's not a case of stop. Uh, your crazy stop cob. No, it, oh, no, absolutely not. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, changes, Danny. This is where we don't know if Yelda's fit. Are you, were you with me and Mick? You wouldn't drop Bramwell for him. Um, Tough one, that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it depends on who Taylor wants on his side because I. I mean, with 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 Keenan potentially being in the team before getting injured, I could sort of see why Bramall was in. Hmm. But with Keenan now probably out, I could see Helder coming in. Weirdly, um, again, it's not. I mean, I hate to think how many plates Matt Taylor's spinning at the minute. It it must be at least seven with hmm. all the things that he has to think about. And that's another one with loans. Um, I mean, I'd like to see Yelda come in because he had that partnership on that left side with more or less whoever's playing in front of him. He's done well there. But then would you what, drop Bramall based on one free kick that we're a big skill with? Probably not. Mm. So, for, I would, if it were me, again, no way for licence. I've only just gone through B-Tech college with coaching. <laughs> um, I would keep Bramall in mm. and keep it as a four. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would personally. Uh, I think, but then, but the argument to that would be, Mick, if if Bram, he, the elder is fit, Bramwell's an incredible sub to bring on with twenty minutes left, mm. half an hour left. Is, is Bramwell somebody you want to bring on to run at not uncuff his tired legs? Yeah, possibly, possibly. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. The, the key to this is sorting out that midfield for me, getting some structure back in there now that Dan Barlatter isn't in there. So. Um, I think the defence kind of picks itself, either Hilda or Bramall, dependent on on what he sees from um, from, from Coventry. If it's Brooke Norton Cuffey, I'd be sticking with Bramall because they know each other. Um, so um, it's the midfield. Is Rathbone going to be fit? Hopefully he is. Rathbone or Duffin, is Coventry cutting it at the moment? Do we really think that after the, the number of games that he's played, that he's, he's having enough of an effect on the team? I would possibly argue not. I don't know, um, but but then do we go two up front? I don't know. It's it's interesting. It, it, I wouldn't like to guess which way he's going to go with it. To be honest, um, and I, I don't know what my final eleven is going to be. But it doesn't resemble much like uh, <laughs> the back five might resemble what plays on Saturday, but uh, the rest of it forward of that, I'm not. Tight, I'm not really sure. You said that, Danny. Is Hall coming back in? I, I, I thought Bailey Wright was decent. I, I don't think there's anything to shout and scream about, but I thought he was solid enough. But Grant Hall was excellent against Blackpool, the one mistake at the end. So, that's again, it's a, that's, a, that's a tough conversation to have. Yeah, again, is that plate number eight now for Matt Taylor? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, again, like, Bailey Wright didn't really uproot any trees, but, you know, that's quite hard to do as a defender. You know, if you're just solid and keep them at bay, you say you've done okay. But conceding two goals, there is going to be that question mark, I think. But then again, you know, set pieces and stuff. But yeah, I 
thought Hall against Blackpool was just marginally better, so I personally would bring Hall back in. Mm. Yeah, I would as well. I'd definitely bring Hall back in. Um, formation, Mick, 4-3-3, 4-4-2 diamond, which is just what it was. What do you think? 4-3-3 for me. Uh, I feel it allows us to press much much better than the, the diamond did the other night because the press wasn't really there for very much mm. of the game. So, for me, I'd, I'd, I'd go back to that four three three. I think we're far more effective um, in, in with Chio back in. Uh, possibly, possibly. I want to see Kioso back. Yeah, I don't think he played yeah. that far forward, can he? Well, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. He can put a ball in box. He's got pace. He can tackle. You know, it, 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 we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm really kind of struggling a little bit to 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 work out what his preferred option is, particularly after the other night. Because I'm not whilst we whilst we should have won the game, whilst we were the better team for probably the bulk of that game, we didn't really create anything. So I'm not convinced that's the way to go hmm. uh, moving forward. But that's that's just me. Hmm. I might think something completely different at five o'clock on Saturday. Probably. Um, yeah, um, Chio is the big one down there because on his day, Chio's best best player we've got on on his day, and this season he has shown he's the best player we've got. But recently he's been bang average, and like I said, he might as well not come on pitch on Tuesday. So what do you do? You say right, you've been, you're still rubbish. I'm still not playing you, or do you just say you give us you've got an X factor, try and play through your bad form? Um, I, th- <clears throat> I think with the, with the team against Coventry, where obviously they're going to try and get an early goal, and we should be looking to get an early goal too. I would keep Chio on the bench so he can inject a bit of pace later on. If me personally, if you were playing the three, I'd go Fozu, Hugel, and Ferguson because Ferguson's done well mm. on that right hand side when he's played there. Even though we have got Kyo, so like you say, Matt, I, I wonder if he. That is it's a little bit too advanced for him, you know, and he's sort of suited more not quite a wing back. He's like a weird in between of a wing back and your winger in a three. You know, he's more of that right midfielder sort of role. That'd suit yes. him bang on. Um but yeah, if we're playing with proper attacking wide players, I'd say Ferguson on right hand side. Even though he's left footed, he did a job and he did it very well last time he played there. It, it shouldn't have been dropped, realistically. Yeah. It, I, again, with this as hindsight, it shouldn't have been dropped because how well they were playing and Chio, turned out Chio didn't play very well, so it shouldn't have been dropped for Chio, realistically. But that's where we are. Uh, any any arguments about Hugo starting? Well, you could make an argument for, for Georgie or, or Tommy to start as well. Mm. I don't think I don't think it's a given. Okay. Uh, bearing in mind that he's he's been ill as well, um, he took a few knocks the other night. He just uh, and I would argue that Tom Eves was more effective when he came on than Hugo was, but he was ill in that game at Blackpool. So, um, and I would also argue that Georgie Kelly is going to get you a goal. So, mm. you know, he, he, anyone from three, but I think he'll plump with Hugo. I think he will, um, but. We'll, we'll we'll see. I'd love to see Georgie up there, mm. but for for a reasonable amount of time, maybe the last twenty minutes or whatever. But um, who knows? Yeah. Um, Danny Wright, coming from says we need to watch Casey Palmer behind the lines. We are we are in possession based, but have the opportunity to go along directly to Vic. Uh, if mm. he needs to be, that's right. 
Uh, let's finish on this. Jan Bieber says, comments on the return of Warnock. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's two camps on the socials, as, as there always is on social media. There's, oh my God, what are you talking about Neil Warnock for? He's not, he's not that, this, that, and other. We're Rodham United, we shouldn't be talking about him. And there's other people going, oh my God, Neil Warnock's in charge of somebody else around us. Run away, run away. Um, <laughs> Mick, they're a relegation rival who's changed the manager. Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it, I'm amazed Warnock's done it. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely gobsmacked. Mm. Um, I, I don't know what they've offered him. Uh, and I can't, I can't see him doing it for money, to be honest with you. No. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised, given that he's got this this UK tour going as well for, for these these talks that he's doing. It's it's, it's been a real surprise. So uh, I, I'm in the, I'm in the camp that I don't care in terms of Rotherham United because it's in our hands. It is in our hands. So you know, we we maybe I might care. Come last two games of the season, if we're still in that mix, mm. but at the moment, it's it's great to, it's great to see him back in game. But but I, I I'm well, I'm not convinced that um, if this is going to be a swan song, it's going to be a successful one. If I'm perfectly honest, but we'll mm. see. I mean, I mean, it's great to see him back in management because you know it brings back the memories of when he managed us and. You know, yeah, um, and hopefully we get some more Warnock memes out of it as well. <laughs> but yeah, um, I agree with you, Mick. I think if this is a swan song, it's it's essentially going to be a touchy one because you know Huddersfield are a team that need a lot of work, but, and they may have looked at it and gone, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Warnock. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had success with us, and then with um, Cardiff that he went to after us. Yeah, but then he failed at Middlesbrough. Yeah, so. It's, it's it's an interesting one for them, but I'm just happy that we already played Huddersfield twice. Because imagine if we had to play Warnock's Huddersfield towards back end of the season. Yeah. The thing the thing with Huddersfield is that they're, they're in the position because of the way that the club's being run. Yeah. It, it appears mm. we said this uh, in the close season before this season even started that, that they were going to be in trouble because of the way that they're they're being they're being run at the moment. So. From a from a from that perspective, and I, I take out of what I take out of what I'm going to say, uh, take the fans out of it, you know, because the, the fans don't deserve this. But Huddersfield, as a club, deserve to go down because of the way that they've operated. Um, mm. So I hope they do go down. I'm sorry, Neil, and I'm sorry, Huddersfield fans, because I, I I don't want that to happen to you. But as a club, I'd like I'd like to see them going down. Um, mm. So and I think they will, frankly. I think they've done too much to that team and mm. to, to 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 stay up. He also <laughs> delayed taking the job as well, which is which is bizarre. He could, he could have taken it on Tuesday or Wednesday whenever they played, mm. but he's not. He's not taking the job till Saturday, which is strange. That's very very strange. Mm. Uh, got some concerts or whatever you want to call them. These these. But is that what you want from your manager? You know, that's that's my point. I, I, it's weird. Don't, for yeah. me, if I was a fan, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, but. No. It may um, be another one of these where the club or the, the management of the club, the, the chairman or whatever, the board are just trying to do a bit of signalling as though, you know, we're doing as best, we've got yeah. best money to do job kind of thing when it's already a lost cause. But I can't see Colin taking on a, a lost cause, can you? No, possibly not. Unless it's bored. Yeah, it might be bored. 
uh, Danny White says, Warnock is a dinosaur, won't keep Huddersfield up. They've got a waghorn leading the line. It was dreadful. Um, I mean, Warnock had a job on keeping us up back in the day, and he's still somewhere we managed players. We had Matt mm. Darvish, we had Freckland, we had a pump, Grant, Grant Warder were coming up, we had Richard Wood, Kirk Broadfoot. These mm. are all championship players. Mm. Not sure, we just feel they've got the same type of calibre. Um, don't know. Mm. I hope I hope I'm right. Really hope I'm right. Because if they go down, there's a good chance we won't because they'll they didn't want spots, aren't they? Um anyway, predictions for Saturday. Mick. I'm gonna be positive. I'm, i I think um I think we're gonna concede first and I think we're gonna win two one. I think we're gonna blow every blow all these um naysayers out at water. You also think we're going to do something we've not done in the championship yes. forever? Yes. I'll yes. Just, I'll, I can't remember the last time we came up behind to win in the championship. There you go. Mate, can I ask you a very serious question? Yes, of course. What have you been drinking tonight? <laughs> I really have. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. I, I, I've not been drinking at all. Certainly not been drinking what Jan Bieber's been drinking and Bibi has been drinking. So I don't know. I don't know where he's gone with that dinosaur still top to this toy of all time. Mousetrap second. Uh, come on, mate. <laughs> it, I've man. never. I've never actually played Mousetrap. You know, that's an interesting. Great mousetrap. Wasn't I've never actually played it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, mixed drunk and said two one. Uh, Danny. <laughs> well, well, hopefully we can Mousetrap Coventry into a one nil win. Like it. I go one nil as well. Not. I don't think it'd be high score in particular. Mm. Um, but. We shall see. Uh, Harvey Kellogg says 1 1. YouTube user says no idea for a score, but a win is a must. Yeah. Beaver says draw. Kim Haywood 1 1. It's 1 0. Sorry, Pamela UK that says the same. Sean Green says 2 0. Josh Hinton goes goal scoring. He says Hugel and Chio to get one each. He said Jokeres and Cuffy to get one each for them as well. So he's into 2 2. Danny White, college fan, thinks Rotherham will stay at 100%. Uh, Phil Oxley, 2 1 to the Millers. No, 1 2. Sorry, 1 2 to Coventry, that is. Air Astro, 3 1. Glenn Watkin from the Sky Blue Hub it says 1 0. He thinks McNally will score. Danny White says 1 1. And Jack Cord says 2 0 to the Millers. Peltier to get one. Another guy going to get two in two. Oh, that would just be that would be the thing, wouldn't it? He hasn't scored since 2013 and then gets two in two. He's a bit like Ferguson. Football. It's how football works, isn't it? Just yeah. Spe- speaking of football symmetry, right? You know how right. Warnock is now the manager of Huddersfields? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last time he was the manager of Huddersfield, Buffon played for Palmer, and now he's back at Palmer. Yeah. That's like that's a good one. That. I do like that one. Nick, we don't care about that. Well, yeah. I mean, last time he managed Huddersfield, I had air and all. That's no symmetry there, is there? That's how long ago it was. When, when is when is the last time he managed Huddersfield? Ninety three. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> six years oh, before I was born. Bloody hell! One of his first jobs, I think. Or well, I might be wrong, actually. Um, but anyway, um, right there we go. Um, thank you for being with us. If you haven't already, if you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you've subscribed. We're 893 subscribers. Very, yeah. very, very close to 900. So please do subscribe if you haven't done already. We will be back on Sunday evening, where we will look back at Coventry and ahead to Sunderland on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Head to Sunderland? Minute. You mean host Sunderland? We're going to host Sunderland, yeah, yeah. Home, yep. to, home to Sunderland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, wouldn't it be... Yeah, we, it's, it's a night game again, playing Sunderland at night again, um, which is what we do, obviously. Uh, that's a thing nowadays. 
Um, please do also, please subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcasts and give us a five-star rating if you haven't done already. Uh, we've got plenty of those. Um, thank you for being with us. And keep out for the instant reaction. That'll be out Saturday evening. I'm sure Mick will have a ref rant or something. Yeah. Right oh, yes, it will. I can guarantee you 100% now right, that there will be a ref rant on Saturday and there will be a ref rant on Sunday. 100%. Yeah. Um, if that is referee. I have. Who's yeah. the referee, ladies and gentlemen? Drum roll, please. It's little Keith Stroud. Hey. Oh. It was the fourth official on Tuesday, by the way, as well. If you're interested. Oh. Uh, I don't want to get two, two of our games in a row. Yeah. Is it a Bournemouth not playing? Is it? Is it? Is it? He's not a Premier League referee. Come on. Of course, you'll have to wait while they come down to give him the next yeah. uh, next victory. Won't anyway, getting away from Keith Stroud because the, the referees, the referees, the referees have got their own problems at the minute with VAR. Never mind. Yeah. He hasn't even run out of pitch yet, and he's still getting it in neck. <laughs> Hello, Keith. If you watch him, yeah. <laughs> don't watch this kid. I don't watch review. Just don't do it. It's not worth it for you. Um, anyway, we're back Sunday evening, Monday morning for the if you're audio listening. Please do subscribe and all that nonsense I've already gone through. Mick, Danny, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being with us, and I'll see you all next time. Rebel, vicious, brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with it. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.